I did a new intro song and little video, little something that I'm gonna try tonight. Let's do it. So we'll get in the boxing list. We'll get into the Pixar Disney list. I said trucking. I hate it. Okay. Flush mag. <laughs> you ready? Flash mag. Are you ready? I was born ready. All right, dude. Well, let's go. Bang. <laughs> Back to another episode of Highly Unapologetic. The we're podcast. not sorry. No, no, we're not. Highly not sorry. Okay, here's what we're doing tonight. Okay, I'm just gonna get straight into it. <clears throat> Thursday, April the 14th. It depends on when you're listening to this, listeners. This is going out April 14th, 2022. Marks year number three for Highly Unapologetic, the podcast. So. The only thing we're sorry about is that we haven't stopped making this podcast. We're sorry that we haven't stopped. Hello. I'm trying to figure out how that works. Yeah. Uh, no, the only thing I'm sorry about is we don't get together enough to record as often as we used to. and But we have solutionized that yeah. problem. So we'll treat the birthday like a new year and resolute to recording more. Did that make sense? Res- resolute. Deep. Did, is resolute a word? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Give me some. All right. Well, we'll get into it. Uh, what's going on, man? How you been? Good. Just finished the first phase of a kitchen remodel. Yeah. It's uh, it's nice outside now, so kids are going outside. Let's getting, be fair, man. It's already hot. Getting hurt. It's already gross. So business is Business steady. is good for you. You know, it's, 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 there's, there's a, a bit of a like moral dilemma. Right, you, when, when you, your business is in people hurting, you don't want people in pain, but you want people in pain because you got a job to do. Yeah, because you got bills to pay. You got yeah, kitchens to remodel. Kitchens to remodel. What about you, man? What's new? Oh man, nothing. Same old stuff. Just uh, schooling, dadding. Yeah, that's about it. Boys looking good. Living a dream, man. He's huge. The kid is big. I didn't. Uh, so I took him to CrossFit yesterday. Okay. For the first time ever. Which and, gym are y'all at? Shout him out. Uh, Fieldhouse. Nice. That's where Molly goes. <clears throat> yep. So I uh, took him over there on the recommendation of her because the coach there is great, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And we'll work with Riley being a new CrossFitter or worker outer. Uh, anyways, I, I watched a little bit of it. And uh, Kevin was real good with him, so that's good. But on the comment of him being a humongous child, he's 13 years old, standing next to these grown men waiting to work out in the class that he was in, and he was bigger than all of them. He's, and it, he's a large child. It's it's wild to me. He's and a I mean, large man. So child. once we get this fitness thing all figured out for him, uh, as far as running, because he, he goes with his mother's friend to mm. do running workouts. Okay. Teaching him how to run properly on the balls of his feet, 
use his arms because he runs Napoleon Dynamite. Like Naruto. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, so she's teaching him how to run with his arms and on the balls of his feet. So once we get all that figured out, we'll get the basketball aspect figured out, and the kid could be um, a meal ticket, you know? I mean, you're a breeder. Yeah. So when you watched him fit, crossing the fitness yeah, and the workouts, you yeah. know, obviously for those that aren't at all familiar with CrossFit, you know, multi, m- very variable workouts, right? Yeah. Multiple different things. When you watched him... What's his strong suit? Like strength, and at least in the workout, was he, does he move well? Does he strong? Is so technique-wise, what's, definitely what's he good at? He's definitely strength. Okay. Or he's definitely strong. He's not, he's not um, what was the other word that you used? Technique? Yeah. No, he needs to learn that. Uh, he's kind of a bull in a china closet, mm-hmm. you know? How's his endurance? Uh, he finished the workout. So he went he went with him on Saturday to do a running workout, three miles. Okay. And he finished. Impressive. He walked some, but he finished. You know, there's one thing, you know, and I, I strength train, strength condition train a lot of kids, mostly through like gymnastics and cheer. And the one thing that has always just blown my mind is kids have an engine. Yeah. Like I'll put some of these kids through workouts. I mean, obviously, like not trying to, to blow them out. Right. You know, so the weights are safe. The, you know, we we harp a lot on technique, but I put them through some longer stuff to make up for yeah. some of the, you know, the heavy. Right. And they just like like a workout that I would be dying in, and right. they get done, and they're like, okay, thanks, high five, and then yeah. they like walk out, be bopping out, and I'm like, so shocked. So Riley finished, and then I thought when he woke up the next day, he was gonna be just hating life. Mm-hmm. Nah, he was good. Dude, they're like they're sharks. They're and half so yesterday, uh, when I when he got finished, he was wet. He was he had sweat through his shirt, and I've never seen him that sweaty or wet in his life. And so I thought, man, tomorrow is going to kill this kid. Mm-hmm. Like he's not gonna know what to do when he wakes up. No big deal. Came down the stairs to go to school this morning. He was good. He said, it did hit me a little later in the day. I dropped my pencil and had to bend over and pick it up. And he goes, and that hurt. It would, he goes, it would, I was sore. He goes, but I'm going tonight, right? And I said, yeah. He goes, Love that. okay, good. Good. So. Yeah, watching these, uh, you know, that since the games expanded and, you know, the CrossFit game side and, you know, they're doing so many like different, the, the youth divisions, you know, right. like 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, yeah. 17, and then 18 is your, you know, obviously you move up watching the kids divisions expand yeah. and like, you know, not just how many divisions, but how many active participants are in there. Right. It's amazing. I mean, right now there's a girl, um, named Mallory. I can't remember. I think maybe O'Connor Mallory. She, anyway, she's right now is training with Matt Frazier. Okay. Who is five times in a row games champion, yeah. fittest man ever. You've talked about him on this podcast before. Yeah, he's training her, and she's already, at like 18, 19, she's already a favorite to be like a games champion in the next year or two. Oh, nice. So when, when I was there signing the paperwork for him and, and doing all that stuff, there was another kid that came in uh, with his father to sign paperwork and whatever. But this kid was probably in high school. He's mm-hmm. probably a few years older than Riley. And I watched him, and he has obviously CrossFit before. Yeah. Because he was, he was doing it all. But, you know, toward the end of the, the workout, they were doing um, they were doing wall balls, mm-hmm. sit-ups. 
And then Riley was doing pull-ups on the ring, mm -hmm. you know, where he's he's falling back yep, yep. and then pulling himself up. Yep. The other guys were doing kettlebells between their legs and coming mm -hmm. back up. Mm -hmm. So uh, he wanted all the seasoned workouters uh, to do 60 of each. Mm -hmm. And he was having Riley do 20 of each. Mm -hmm. uh, Riley did three sets of each and two extra wall balls. So he did a full set of 60 mm -hmm. plus two wall balls. Nice. So I was very proud of him. Yeah, man. So That's awesome. Good on him. For sure. Good on him. I hope he I, – and I told him last night, I said, listen, man, in a couple of months you'll be a meat stick. Like you'll be beefy as you've ever been. Well, the thing, like, you know, I get this question a lot from parents because, you know, part of a lot of these kids' injuries is they're weak. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're not conditioned. They're not conditioned right. Right. And I tell these parents, I'm like, listen, you can get, like, like what, what can I do? I'm like, get them in the weight room. Yeah. They're like, you know, what, it doesn't weightlifting bad for them that stunt their growth. Yeah. I'm like, that is a so old, like, wives' tale been debunked a thousand times right. over. So, like, if there's, you know, of our three listeners, if your kids want to work out, <laughs> let them lift weights. Just get them a good coach. Yeah, my brother's one of those who have debunked that because he got started getting in the weight room at seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about in the weight room seriously. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's six, six, five, mm -hmm. you know, I got a, uh, one, the guy that, uh, he runs a wrestling program inside the cheer facility that, wow. that I coach at. Um, this guy is team USA, like Olympic team coach. Uh -huh. He's the masters Greco world champion yep. and masters freestyle and like top two or three in folk wrestling. Oh, nice. He's in his fifties. The dude looks like he's 30. Yeah. Ripped strong. Could, could so, probably whoop both of us. That movie Fox catcher. Yeah. That had um Steve Carell and and all and and uh and Channing Tatum and all those guys in it. This guy knew knows those guys. Like he oh, nice. they're from the same era. Uh -huh. And his sons are both competitive wrestlers, football players, weightlifters. These kids are like one of his kids is I think a freshman, one's a junior, and they're so fit. And yeah. they've been training their whole lives and they are fit as they can be. Yeah, that's good. I'm proud of him. We'll see uh where he can take it if he wants to take it any further but yeah we'll let him we'll let him make that up uh, make his mind up on that well now now that we've talked so highly about somebody who are we going to rip apart first uh fox sports is what i want to do first okay because that was so incredibly disrespectful uh and what i'm talking about people is uh travis and i scoured the internet and it's not even scouring the internet. It's stumbling across uh, lists uh, that we find on Twitter or Instagram, or I don't even know where you found this one. I don't even remember. Uh, I was so just dis just. But I love I love coming up or across lists so that we can tear them down on this podcast because I think that's something we love doing. Uh, I don't remember the first list we tore down. I do. Well, was it was the rappers. The okay. Rap bracket. Okay. Yeah. And we and Wes and Jazz and I tore up a top fifty list before uh even you started podcasting with us. So I mean it's just something we do here, but let me go ahead. I'm gonna put this on the screen here. I don't know if you can see it, Travis. I've got it here on the phone. But here it is. It's the top ten list of all time boxers. And I'm just gonna read this out in order from one to ten. It goes Flay, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, Carlos Monson, Muhammad Ali, 
Sugar Ray Robinson, Bernard Hopkins, Joe Lewis, Archie Moore, Oscar De La Hoya, Julio Cesar Chavez. Now, I don't know how far back you've ever listened to this podcast, but when this podcast was in its infant days, there was a very healthy fandom obsession with Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. This this podcast was built on a love for the champ. And that's all I'm going to call him is the champ. Okay? So when you sent that list to me, glaring omission number one is the champ. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, the deadliest man on the planet. The, the most feared man to ever step in a boxing the ring. The bulldog. I mean, I don't I don't understand whoever made this list how you leave Mike Tyson off this list. I, I just don't. It all it, it goes back to the question I have every time we tear apart a list. Right. What metrics are you What are, yeah, using? what are, what are you going by? Cuz if it's just wins Right. Here's my thing. And here's if Floyd is like for Floyd to be number 1, the current argument is well, you know, Floyd well, he went undefeated. undefeated, and he's, you know, technic- technically, but there are boxers out there that are not as well-known as Floyd that have hundreds. There's a boxer, I can't remember his name, but Mike Tyson talked about him. I'm sure we can find him. The guy went like 40 wins in a row, lost one, and then uh-huh. went 50-plus fights undefeated. Let me just say this in regards to Floyd Mayweather and his undefeated record. Mm-hmm. Oscar De La Hoya beat him. I, I mean, yeah. Oscar De La Hoya beat him. It went to a decision, and the decision went Floyd's way. But Oscar De La Hoya beat, won that fight. Sure. And it was he was robbed of it. So that's that. If we're doing records... There's people that people don't even haven't even heard of that aren't big big names because right. they're not pay per view fighters with hundreds of wins. So Let's, I'm gonna it, you talk. I'm gonna get so here. okay. Floyd Floyd Mayweather is undefeated. Got it. I got that. Cool. Number one, he's not. But when you drop down to number two and it's Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. But it's not even Muhammad Ali behind Manny Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where the static starts. What what are we doing? Oh, okay. Floyd Mayweather's number one. It must be all time records. Nope, can't be that. But because... it can't be that with Manny Pacquiao at number two. Well, here you go. So most world titles in a different in different weight classes. Okay. Manny Pacquiao. Okay. The uh, unbeaten record. Everybody says it's Floyd Mayweather, Packy McFarland, okay. old school boxer, 104. Right. Then you got youngest world champion, somebody different. Right. Then you've got longest fight back when they had timeless rounds. Oh. Long time and like endless like uh, fight to knockout. Yeah. Fight to the death. 100, <laughs> 110 rounds. Oh, seven no. and a half hours. The guy broke both of his hands. In the fight and lost ten pounds over the course of the fight. No, I can't. That's wild. Most times is an undisputed champion. 
Ali. Okay. Longest uninterrupted reign as champion, Joe Lewis. Okay. Where's he at on the list? Not uh, there. Oh, yeah, he is. He's number seven. Number seven. Okay. So, most first-round knockouts. Okay. The most recognizable face in boxing and elsewhere. Mike Tyson. Oh, who's that? This guy. Peter the Mar- Put Up Your Dukes oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Put Up Your Dukes. 50 fights, 50 knockouts. In the first round. Most first-round knockouts. Oh. Joe Lewis was most consecutive title defenses. Then you get into some obscure stuff, tallest box or whatever. Here we go. Only heavyweight to retire undefeated. Who This is the first person I thought of when I saw this list. This is the name I looked for first. Okay. This, I have a name in my head right now. We'll see if it coincides. Say it on the count of three. Ready? One, uh-huh. two, three. Linux Rocky list. Marciano. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Linux, yeah. Rocky Marciano, undefeated as a heavyweight. Okay. 49 wins. And let me just say this. I don't know. I'm not a boxing aficionado. I don't know a whole lot of boxing. But I know enough to know that Manny Pacquiao is not the second greatest boxer of all time. Mm. And Carlos Monson is not pound for pound better than Muhammad Ali. And Sugar Ray, Bernard Hopkins, Archie Moore, Oscar De La Hoya, Julio Cesar Chavez are not pound for pound better than... Mike Tyson. Most total knockouts. Who? Billy Bird. Okay. 138. Yeah, you just, man. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I, I, I understand people's obsession and, and the love for, for Manny Pacquiao. I get it. But come on. Listen to this. This alone. If you, cause, and this is where, like again, the metrics thing, right? So he said, who's the best boxer? An easy metric is most wins. Yeah. Right? Over the course of your career. Right. Lynn Wickwar. Okay, yeah, oh, Lynn. Most wins in boxing history. First of all, guess how many fights he had? 253. Double that, practically. 500? 467. Jeez. Of those 467, how many do you think he won? Out of 467, I'll say 463. 339. Okay. But still. Yeah. 339 wins. Right. In a professional career. Right. That. uh, (laughs) Two unbeaten. Listen to this. Having an unbeaten streak of 60 fights. Right? I think this is the guy Tyson talked about. Is pretty much unheard of. Having two different undefeated 60-plus streaks. Yeah. Willie Pep holds a record for the only person to go undefeated... On two sixty-plus streaks and a total of two hundred and forty fights. That's wild to me because listen, <clears throat> that was back in the day when 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 men and women, for that matter, were just tough, strong as nails. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If he is fighting over, if he's fighting over four hundred and fifty fights over a career, and let's just say a career is, is fifteen years in boxing. Mm-hmm. He's fighting multiple times. He's fighting every other month or once a month. I'm not, I'm not good at doing the math in my head right now. You're lucky if Floyd Mayweather is fighting twice in the same year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I say fighting with Floyd Mayweather, I mean running around the ring. Not getting hit. Not getting hit, yeah. Which, that's where you got your boxing you know, aficionados who are like, well, that is boxing. It's defense. No, it's not defense. It's running like a Listen to this. scared pansy. 
Uh, longest KO streak, including championships. Uh-huh. Wilfred Gomez, longest knockout streak, including the world championships, at 32 years old. Uh-huh. 13 KOs were, were in world championships. He had 13 straight KOs and the, uh, the last, I'm sorry, the last 13 knockouts of his career right. were all championships. So let me just say this. Okay, this is obviously a a case of hating Mike Tyson the person, not enjoying and recognizing Mike Tyson the boxer. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's obvious that the jail time, the rape accusation, and uh, the celebrity matches that he lost are all taken into effect, mm-hmm. or, or or not into effect, but into account. Mm-hmm. So. Your love affair with what about Floyd Mayweather is evident, but it's your hate for Mike Tyson that that even glares that. Well, and even like on top of that, right? You got guys like George Foreman, right? Who are great, who are not on the list. You got guys like Evander Holyfield, Evander Holyfield, who's not yes. on the list. You got Canelo Alvarez, who's not on the list, right? And yes, I'm not saying that any of those guys were the best boxer right. because the best boxer ever. If we're being honest, I know we talk a lot about Tyson. Uh huh. But the best boxer ever is Muhammad Ali. Uh, I mean, I'll go 1A, 1B with him. Because, and what makes, what makes Tyson so great is how feared he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think if you, I, I can look at Tyson and Tyson, Muhammad Ali, like Jordan LeBron, right? Okay. I say Tyson's the best boxer, Muhammad Ali is the greatest boxer. Okay. LeBron James is probably the best basketball player. Michael Jordan is the greatest to ever play the game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I give credit where credit is due. If if your mind is able to differentiate the two. Well, it's just like, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom? Right. Right. Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting it in a fruit salad. Right. Right. I feel like if you put Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson in a ring at both of their primes, I feel like... Muhammad Ali had enough power to knock Tyson out, and I feel like he had good enough footwork to stay away from him. We saw that plenty of times where he'd rope a dope a guy. Yeah. And Tyson was a one, two, three round guy. Right. After that, right. He hate, he, he smoked. Yeah. Where's Sugar Ray Robinson? Or Sugar Ray Leonard? I think Sugar Ray Robinson's on the list. Where's Sugar Ray Leonard? Sugar Ray, yeah. One, one of the two's on there. The other one isn't. Sugar Ray Robinson's at five. Well, he's an Olympic champion. Yeah, so I mean, give him that. But Leonard's Sugar Ray not. Leonard is an amazing boxer. But also, is De La Hoya really pound for pound better than some of the other ones we mentioned? I uh, feel like De La Hoya was Mayweather before Mayweather was Mayweather. Like, De La Hoya had some power, but he was definitely not known for knocking cats out. Right. He was a, he was a conditioned dancer. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But, like I said, boxing, that's not really my forte. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy some of the, the banter that you can get in with boxing, but, uh, I've loved these, uh, pay-per-view like celebrity boxing matches that have been so popular lately. Well, boxing, boxing was dead. It still is. You know what I mean? Boxing is, it's boring to me now. I mean, who do you have? You got Canelo. Hmm. I love these one-off fights yeah number one because i'm always i'm curious like i love to see people who were in their prime you know who who had a prime that were past their prime to still see what they got 
Because yeah. it reminds me of like Bill Murray's joke about the Olympics. We said every event in the Olympics should have a regular Joe right. doing it so that we can all really appreciate how good they are. Yeah. So to see somebody who is like the best of the best and then right. like they're done and then like, eh, why not? I'll try it again. But but give it to me not fixed. Do yeah. we really think that Jake Paul can beat Mayweather in a in a boxing match? Did you see that video where there's a claim that Mayweather accidentally knocked and he him held out him and up. he held him up? Yeah. Yeah. To keep the fight going. Yeah. See, that. like to me, a fight that I saw just like a, like two, three weeks ago that was not rigged, that was great to watch because it was like watching two grizzly bears fight each other. Who's that? Hapthor Bjornsson, uh-huh. the mountain, world's strongest man, and Eddie Hall, Did also more. world's strongest man. Okay. They've had a grudge match. They've had a grudge against each other since 2017 and these two, it was it was nicknamed the heaviest boxing match in history. Mm-hmm. He had two guys over three like three twenty uh-huh. boxing each other, and it was awesome. Listen, here's my question: Why is Butterbean not on that list? It's no respect. No respect. Disrespectful. And that was the message I sent you. That's disrespectful. Butterbean so. was just. He was a he's a side, like a freak show. He was a niche. He was a niche boxer. It was funny as hell. And Jackass, when they took him like one of the oh, yeah. they took him to the sporting goods store and yeah. they did the boxing match, he knocked him out in the middle of like a dicks or something. <laughs> uh yeah. So enough about boxing. Boxing is dead and it, it just kind of bores me right now. Uh even worse than than MMA bores me. I don't like I'm just not a combat. I love MMA. I'm not a combat sports fan. I love MMA. What I am a fan of is Disney movies. And I am also a fan of somebody creating tournaments of, or tournament brackets of, you know, different things like a greatest rapper tournament or, uh, you know, whatever else. But we found this Pixar and, uh, Disney bracket and, uh, I am a fan of looking at those and then going, well, this dude's an idiot. Or- there's there's a common theme in bracket makers. People don't know what seating is right. or how and, and recognize how important seating, seating a bracketed tournament properly right. is. Right. Because if that were the, like, if that weren't important. Imagine if we just willy nilly threw the the sweets, you know, the the, the all the in, in uh, NCAA basketball teams in there. It's like, yeah, you know, alphabetical order. Right. So I noticed a couple of things when I sent this to you the first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. The first few things that I noticed were up is a one seed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Monsters Inc. beat Mulan in the finals. Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 and Toy Story 1 were all in the same bracket together. Mm-hmm. First of all, none of them, let me Monsters Inc. For, let me let me finish this real quick. <sighs> let me finish this real quick. Toy Story 1, 2 and 3 were all in each other's bracket but not the one C because they're in the bracket with up. But I'll take it's all painful. I'll take all three of those movies. Over up every day of the week. Mm, not Toy Story two. Um, Toy Story one and Toy Story four. Yes, they were all good. Okay, so you're gonna have to read some of these because I don't have it pulled up on my phone. And uh, so you want to go through like we did the rap and just go like yeah, let's just let's just go through the bracket real quick and okay. So starting starting top left, 
Yeah. Lion King versus Tarzan. Lion King, easy. Princess and the Frog versus Lilo and Stitch. What is Princess and the Frog? Princess and the Frog was... Um, well, it's obviously... The I think Princess and the Frog was the very first one where they had the black princess. Okay. Pretty sure that's what that movie is. Okay. If I'm wrong, Disney fans, don't freak out. That's fair, but um, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. and uh, Then we got Tangled and Big Hero. Uh, Big Hero. We got Frozen and... Sorry, Moana. Frozen and Moana. Moana. Aladdin and Hercules. Aladdin. Little Mermaid and Pocahontas. Oh. Uh-huh. Who do you do? Little Mermaid. Okay. I, I agree with that. Mulan and Zootopia. Uh, Mulan, easy. Beauty and the Beast and Nightmare Before Christmas. Beauty and the Beast. I actually saw the live-action Beauty and the Beast in the movie theater three times. It was so good. I cried at the cartoon when I was younger. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You want to you you hear the wildest? Because you know like all these conspiracy theories about stuff being connected, right? Belle and Beast get married. They have a daughter named Jane. Oh, no. Jane. Hercules? No. Tarzan. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, Tarzan. Jane yeah, yeah. has an affi- like an affi- you know, affliction, or she has an, a, 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 you know the word I'm looking for, um, for like travel and animals and all that stuff. Yeah. Goes into the woods, jungle. She looks like Belle. Falls in love with Tarzan. Yeah. A.K.A. a man beast. Dresses like Belle. Yellow dress. Yellow dress. Crazy. Okay, yeah. Okay, on our right-hand side. We've got Up and Brave. Brave is such an underappreciated movie. Okay, Brave is an underappreciated movie. That movie, I did see that. they did such a good job on the CGI. That was one of those movies like Nemo, yeah. where they like, it was one of those like leaps on the CGI game. And if you go back and watch, there's a trailer for, um, oh no, I'm thinking of, am I thinking of Tangled? The red-headed girl? Yeah, that's yeah, Tangled. Yeah, that's Tangled. I'm thinking of Tangled. Either way, Brave is still good. Either way. Toy Story, Toy Story 2. I, I pick up on that one. Coco and Cars. Cars. Cars 3. Wait, that's car- well, any of the cars. Toy Story 3 and The Good Dinosaur. Toy Story 3. Ratatouille and Bugs Life. Ratatouille. Uh-huh. That's, that's my pick. Nemo and Inside Out. I don't even know what Inside Out is. Inside so. Out was a great movie. Is it it was basically like all inside of this little girl's head. Okay. It was all of her, per- oh, all her, of her emotions. Her emotions. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was a very great good movie. movie. Not better than Finding Nemo. No, not better than Nemo. Monsters Inc., Cars, Cars, The Incredibles, and Wally. Wally. Okay, so going through, you got yours. Mine. Right. Lion King, Tarzan, Lion King. Yeah. Princess and the Frog, Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Tangled and Big Hero, Tangled. Frozen oh. and Moana, Moana. Aladdin and Hercules, Aladdin, by far. Little yeah. Mermaid and Pocahontas. Little, uh, Little Mermaid, Mulan and Zootopia, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast and Nightmare Before Christmas. This bracket picked Nightmare Before Christmas over Beauty and the Beast. Right, dumb, incorrect, Beauty super the Beast. incorrect. They also picked um, Hercules, Hercules over, over Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah, the hell out of here. Up and Brave, <laughs> I pick up. Toy Story and Toy well, Sto- oh yeah 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 okay okay, Brave, okay, I pick okay, up. okay okay Toy Story and Toy Story two. I'm going Toy Story. Yeah, or the original. The original. Coco and Cars. Who on earth is going to put Cars 3 over Coco? Right. Coco was another one of those movies where they made leaps on the CGI, and it's in the world that he goes to, in like the afterlife. Right. The animated, like there's a whole thing about that with the, how much, like that fly-through scene, every single dot of a light is animated. Every light flickers. There is 
millions yeah. of light points in that. Like it is the most incredible animated CGI I have seen in a movie yeah. by far. This person's ridiculous. Good <laughs> dinosaur. Um, Toy Story three and the Good Dinosaur. Toy Story three. Ratatouille and Bugs Life. Um, I you know I liked Bugs Life. I got I, I got to say I liked Bugs Life. Listen, I liked I liked a Bugs Life as well, but not not more than. Ratatouille? Ratatouille, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, Ratatouille I have is a great movie. It's a good movie. I got to go the other way, though. Uh, Nemo and Inside Out. Nemo is a top five Pixar movie ever. They spent three years... Making that movie? Study, no, just studying fish movement. Really? To get the fish movement accurate on the coral. Three years of literally marine biologists and animators mapping out fish movements yeah. to get it right. Yeah, they that did. is impressive. Yeah, they, it was, they it was 100% a hundred percent great right. movie. Monsters Inc. and Cars. Monsters Inc. for sure. Ah, stop it. Yeah, man. I'm going Cars. Monsters Inc. Especially the University, but that's not what we're looking at. Um, and Incredibles and Wall-E. <sighs> Listen, Wall-E was such a good movie. It was, a, and that's why I picked it's it. It's so different, right? I got to go Wall-E on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. So now go into our second round. So I had Lion King, Lilo and Stitch. Okay, who wins that? Lion King. Okay. Easy. You had Moana and Tangled? No, I had uh, Big Hero okay. and Moana, which I'm going Big Hero. Okay. Uh, Aladdin versus Mermaid. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's, listen, that's, those are two movies from my childhood mm-hmm. that I loved both of them. And as much as I like Sebastian, he cannot carry... Uh, the Little Mermaid over Aladdin, Abu. It it, it really comes down to Abu and uh, Sebastian. And there's you cannot replace Robin Williams, right? And that's fair too. Come so on. Abu carries Aladdin over uh, the Little Mermaid. Okay. So I got and then Mulan versus Beauty and the Beast. It's another tough one. Mulan's one of my top, probably four or five Disney movies. So I'm going Mulan over. Beauty and the Beast. So I'm going to do this half with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. So I had Lion King and Lilo and Stitch. I also picked Lion King. I had Tangled and Moana. Uh Moana by far. Okay. I had Aladdin. I would agree with that if that Uh, was my matchup. I had Aladdin and Little Mermaid. Aladdin also. Mulan and Beauty and the Beast. And I go Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Let's just finish this one out. Okay. Uh, Lion King. It's for me. Lion King and Big Hero. And Lion King will win that one. Okay. Uh, every day of the week. And then I got Aladdin versus Mulan, which I am going to put Aladdin through. Okay. So I had Lion King and Moana. No, nah, that's easy. For you. Listen, I love Moana. That's a great movie. It's a great story. Mm. But Lion King. Lion King. God, dude. Moana, I sob like a baby. Watching that movie, like in the theater, the first time I watched it, I cried three times. Ugly cried. Why? That movie is. Oh my god, ripped my heart out. Um. So you pick Moana over Lion King? I don't know. Come back to it. Um, I had Little Mermaid versus Aladdin. No, I had um. Aladdin versus Beauty and the Beast versus Beauty and the Beast. Um, Aladdin. Okay, for sure. Now go back up to Lion King and. Moana. Mm. 
I cannot. I'm hung up on Moana because of the final scene. Okay. I'm a like I argue so hard that that final scene alone, where she's singing the song to like to the the beast. Yeah. That should have won that movie an, an Oscar for best animated. That that scene alone, the water CGI, the music, dude. I'm like, it's ripping my heart out, right? Lion but King I, had great but music Lion too. Lion King as a whole. Yeah. I cannot let Lion King lose as a movie to one really powerful scene. So Lion King is going to... Can I tell a story? Please. In regards to Scar. Mm-hmm. So Scar's name before he got his Scar was Taka. Okay. Okay. I had a boss named Taka when I worked with the kids, the CPS kids. Mm-hmm. And I hated that woman with every with every fiber of so my being. So they nailed it? Uh, well, that's not the part I want to get to. Oh, okay. In in a language that I I want to say Swahili, mm-hmm. I found out that Taka translates in Swahili or whatever language it is to garbage, and I found that very satisfying in regards to my hate and you know, dis- you know and disdain for my. It's a terrible vodka. Is it? It's awful. I wouldn't know that. It's like well vodka. So everything named Taka just seems to be trash. I like it. Literally. (laughs) And just like, you know, you think about the cast, the voice cast. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, baby. Greg, uh, or Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Mufasa, come on. Yeah. James Earl Jones. They're so good. You cannot have, that's how good James Earl Jones is, is on the, the live action one. There is no other Mufasa. Right. There's no other. No, yeah, I get it. So yeah, okay. So my 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 final four. Oh, your on your final two. My final my final two on that side, aka half my final four. Yeah. Is Lion King and Aladdin. Oh God. I've got Lion King and Aladdin Aladdin as well. Yeah. Okay, your turn. So on the other side, we've got Up versus Toy Story One, are my two choices, Mm -hmm. and of course I'm picking Toy Story One. Mm Uh, I have Cars 3 versus Toy Story 3, mm-hmm. which that one's hard because I love Cars. I love that movie. I don't like Owen Wilson as a voice actor. I, I like Owen Wilson all around. I've loved everything he's been in. That's the only thing I don't like is the voice acting. Loki playing Mobius. I like Zoolander's my favorite movie he does. Hansel. He's, he's so, so hot, hot right, right now. now. Hansel. <laughs> And that's a movie. Hey, you trying to kill that claymation dude? Hey, that that's a movie with Will Ferrell. You know how much I hate Will Ferrell, but I love that movie because of uh, Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. So uh, that one, I'm going to go. He's absolutely right. Build it again. <laughs> what is this? A school for ants? Yeah. How do you expect them to learn if they can't even fit inside the building? I love that movie. Uh, so this one, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cars Three. Okay. So. I've got on that bracket Toy Story 1 versus Car 3. Mm-hmm. Down at the bottom, I've got Ratatouille versus Nemo, Yep. Uh, which I'm going to go with Ratatouille. God, you're an idiot. Oh, I love that movie, bro. Ratatouille is so good. So good. Uh, and then I've got... Why don't you put Whitney Houston in there? And then... Um, trash. <laughs> they should have named her Taka Houston. Garbage. <laughs> Whitney Taka. Yeah. So then I've got... <laughs> Cars one versus Wally, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go with an upset here against everything I just said about Cars three, 
And I'm going to put Wally in there because Wally's so good. You can't have Cars 1 versus Cars 2. Yeah, you just can't. Uh, again, seating. So now I've got Toy Story 1 versus Cars 3. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with Toy Story 1. Okay. That original is better than that tr- tr- sequel to the sequel, I guess. And then I've got Ratatouille versus Wally. And as much as I hate to knock Wally out, I'm going to. So my final four goes Lion King, Aladdin, Aladdin Toy Story 1, and Ratatouille. All right. Terrible final four, but good for you. Your mom's a terrible final four. All right. We got Up versus Toy Story 1. Definitely got to go Toy Story 1. Up was a great movie. Up was a great movie. But I got to go Toy Story 1. Uh, mine was Coco versus um, Toy Story 3. I got Coco taking the lead on that. You're an idiot. I've got Bugs Life and Nemo. Nemo's got the win there. And I've got Monsters, Inc. and Wally. And I got to go Wally over Monsters, Inc. Okay. So from that... I've got um, Toy Story 1 versus Coco. And... Gotta go Coco. Uh, What? I know. What is wrong with you? Gotta do it. You literally called me an idiot for picking Ratatouille as far as I did. And you just let Coco beat Toy Story? Mm Mm-hmm. Your opinion is mush. I gotta let something from the new new generation. No, you, you don't. You got all because the new generation, everything is literally trash. TV, music, movies. It doesn't matter because I know who's gonna win anyway. <laughs> so I got Coco, and Coco takes the lead over Toy Story. On the other side, I got uh, Nemo versus Wally, and Nemo is taking the lead on that. So my final four is Lion King, Aladdin, Coco, and Finding Nemo. Okay. Now do your final four. I'll do mine after That was my final. Oh, you want me to go through my final four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting on the right side of the bracket, we got Nemo versus Coco. Cool. Nemo takes that one. Yeah, better. On the left side, we got Aladdin versus Lion King. And that is going to be Aladdin. Okay, good. With a very, very razor sharp margin. Okay, so. Razor sharp margin. I'll start on the left. Lion King versus Aladdin. And I will tell you why, exactly why, and what that razor sharp margin came down to. Mm Mm-hmm. I hate the song, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. I hate it. I never want to hear it again. I hate that song. Mm-hmm. So Aladdin wins. Good call. Okay. Uh, and then on the other side, I have Toy Story versus Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille's run is over. I mean, you kind of have to. So I got Aladdin versus Toy Story 1. So I have a Disney versus a Pixar. Okay. Which that worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. So old school versus new schoolish. So mine comes down to Aladdin versus Nemo. Yeah, same thing. Mm-hmm. Now, shall we on the count of three? Yes. Should we write them down? Yeah, do you want to write them Let's down? Let's write them down. We need scribble papers. We need some scribbles. Please hold while we try to connect your call. 
Who are you calling? Knew I called today. Who did you call? I called Navy Federal Credit Union and joined Navy Federal Credit Union. It's a wonderful call. What did you do that for? Because Wells Fargo is hot dog water. Ha! And I'm so sick of it. Okay, so we're writing. Do you want my answer first? Shall we turn them over at the same time? Not the first answer. I have two answers. My first answer is... Suck it, Trebek. Suck it, Trebek. That's your wager? <laughs> that's one of the best... Three. That's one of the best Saturday Night Live skits ever. Sean Cottery. Suck it, Trebek. Okay, anyways. Here's one. the real answer. Should we hold them up to the camera? Yes. One, two, three. Aladdin. Yeah, my homie. So. It's just like unmistakable, that movie. It's just, I feel like that movie set the tone for this, this like era of animation. You had big name people doing voices. You had like early, early CGI with the, with the, with the, the tiger in this, in the desert. You had a great story. I feel like Aladdin was toward the end of Disney as Pixar was coming on. Mm-hmm. Yes? Okay. It was a great movie or one of the better movies to go out on and introduce Pixar. I agree. You also had one of the best at the time. Like the fact that they got um, a name like Robin Williams. Yeah. To get on board with this. Because if you look at the rest of the cast, it's really not a lot of big name people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he pretty much carried the movie. Uh, speaking of Aladdin and casts, mm-hmm. rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. He died. What? He, di- he died today. You're, no, he did Yes, not. he did. Yes, he did. You are kidding me. He played the parrot. What was the parrot's name? Iago. Yeah, Iago. So rest in peace, Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, today is uh, Tuesday, April 12th, by the way. So... Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried died today. That is news to me. Yeah, so sorry to break that news to you uh, on the mics, and your face says it all. But I want you to do something for me because I have something that the rest of the audience needs to know if they don't know it already. Okay. And you can stream sounds into the show. Okay. Correct? Yeah. yeah. I need you to go to the YouTubes uh-huh. currently. Okay. Do it right now? Yes, do it right now. Okay. Yes, sir. And I'm not doing this to ruin anyone's childhood. I'm doing this to show people how committed this man was. I want you to search Gilbert Gottfried and see what the first thing that pops up. Just Gilbert Gottfried. Mm -hmm. Tell me what the top couple of things is. Gilbert Gottfried, Aladdin actor and comedian. Oh, it's going to be the death. Yeah. Yeah. So go go back to the search and type in after Gilbert Gottfried. Real voice. Stop it. I swear. Don't, don't do that to me. I, you got to know. No, I'm not doing you this. You have to know how committed to this man, like how committed this man was to his craft <clears throat> out of respect for him. Play Okay, it. on the Howard Stern show? Yep. Play okay, it. hang on. 
want to make sure we don't get an ad. So when you hear this, you got to recognize this man never broke character. Right. Ever. His whole career, except for what you're about to hear right now. Most of my listeners, of our listeners, are adult, adult people who grew up with Gilbert Gottfried as Iago and as all these crazy voices. You're literally about to ruin some lives right now. Inclu- or inclu- including not mine. ruin. I w- again, out of respect for him, to highlight how, how he committed was. he was that you never knew this. Okay, let's go. Voice of a cartoon character. You are. What what voice is this from? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. He plays a parrot. Yeah. And in fact, uh, they wanted Gilbert for this. They even drew the parrot to look like him, even before they gave him the part, because they, they only they had Gilbert were in mind. On him. And here's a little bit of Gilbert. I have a point to make here. There's two. There's, this is my point about how there's two different Gilberts: right. the on-air persona and the off-air persona, and they're both scary. Uh-huh. All right, here you go. Here's Gilbert as the parrot. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just don't believe it. That's when the Gilbert Godfrey everybody knows. Hold on, that stupid lamp. Just forget it. Look at this. Look at this. I'm, I'm so ticked off that I'm molting. Now, Shazim was obviously less than worthy. Oh, there's a big surprise. Have you ever watched these cartoons? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Now, what are you saying? Well, you should see him. He's, you know how when celebrities watch their yes. work on yeah. The Tonight Show? You should see Gilbert very serious during oh, his clip. Not making I, a sound. I, I, no. I like when they start crying he during their own thing. He everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. That he sat and listened to. Now listen to, in contrast, this wow. is off-the-air Gilbert. Oh. This is Gilbert calling Gary from years ago on the answering machine. Yes. Okay. And this is Gilbert's real voice. Okay. All right. Just as scary. Yes. All right, but it's like a whole different guy. Oh. All right, here it is. Yeah, Gary, it's Gilbert. I'll probably be there tomorrow, but um, if you could call up, uh, call me up, and just tell me what exactly is going on tomorrow. You know, what's, you know, who's going to be there and everything like that. Um, that's the scariest Gilbert. I hate you. <laughs> I literally hate you right now. That's, yo, that's wild. Uh-huh. I, his whole career. So I'm in school right now. I'm currently taking a uh, I'm an, uh, an announcing class. Mm-hmm. How to announce on the radio, announce sports, announce news. And one of the things that uh, this instructor said at the very beginning of this class was, your regular conversational voice is completely different than your microphone voice. For sure. I don't see it. It it no. He's he may be telling. I'm thinking he's conceptually telling you you need to generate that. May maybe that's what he is saying. But I feel like my conversational voice, your conversational voice, is one and the same on the mics and off the mics. I think we talk similarly here. Yes, but you see my YouTube channel. Yeah. I do not talk the same in those videos that I do here. That's fair. So I guess it would take a just a glaring, like, obvious transformation or change between the two, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's a, this that, is, is, that is a character. This is the exact example that he needs to use when he makes that statement. For sure. You know who else was a little bit more known like known to the public. Who's that? Larry the Cable Guy. That's he doesn't accent. talk like a redneck. No, 
Oh wow. He's from like he's, I, he's his, his dad is southern. Uh but he's from like Wisconsin. Oh really? Yeah, he's not he's not southern at all. That's wild. He's annoying. Well, his his character is annoying. You listen to him talk outside of like being mater, get her done, like yeah. notice it as the and you can tell that because as his career went on after Blue Collar like got really big, watch early Larry the Cable Guy. Watch later in the thickness and in the high pitch on the thing. It got so thicker, like so much thicker. But if you go back and watch early stand up, there is a video of him doing stand up in like the late 80s with wow. a jerry curl and a silk button down shirt. <laughs> and he does zero accent. Have we ever talked about our favorite comedians? Whether I know we haven't done it on the mm-hmm. mic, but have we ever done that? We've talked about people we like, but I don't think we ever talked about Who's your favorite comedian? Like of all time? Of all time. Uh. I mean, people. It's it's easy for people to think it's just because of current relevance, but I have been a huge Dave Chappelle stand-up fan. Okay. For since like the early days. Right. Like it, the I'm sorry, officer. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Didn't it, know you couldn't do that. Dave Chappelle is definitely in my top three of um, all time. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Uh, Kevin early Kevin Hart. I do not like early Kevin Hart. I like early. Kevin I Hart. don't like early Kevin Hart at all. I'm not even sure I like. This Kevin Hart or current Kevin Hart that much? Really? Yeah, he's funny. He gets some giggles. I like, I like John Mulaney. Okay. Um, I was a huge Dane Cook fan. <laughs> Why? Dane Cook fell off to me after he did um, Ring of Fire. I think it was the name of that one where it was a it was a three hundred sixty degree stage, <laughs> and he like did the show to an entire audience in a circle, yeah. like walking the circular stage. It was good, but it was like way over the top. Yeah. I mean, and I, obviously, like I love the classics. Like I love. Uh, George, George Carlin. Carlin. I would say my... If, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was great. My top three classic stand-up comedians, George Carlin, uh, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, and Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, Dangerfield was funny. My th- probably three favorite m- like middle generation would be Mitch Hedberg, Pablo Francisco, and... Um, um, Honestly, as goofy as it was, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a niche. And yeah, he, and he did, and he, was he was perfect with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then current would be Dave Chappelle, John Mulaney, and honestly, Louis C.K. is hilarious. Man, didn't he get canceled? He got canceled because he showed his dick to some woman. Can we say dick on here? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, he did twice. We'll just Richard it. You know, uh, you know, I would I I agree with your Richard Pryor, George Carlin. And as much flack as I might take, Bill Cosby was still hilarious. He was funny. He was. He did. I think he was not Rodney Dangerfield funny though. I mean, to each his own, you know. Uh, but my current would go. Um, Lavelle Crawford. I love. I used to love him on Comic View. He's my favorite. Him on Comic View, like Comic View, I used to every night when I was a kid. Yeah. Would would stay up late. And have Comic View on. Yeah. Every single night. I loved that show. Lavelle Crawford is is currently my favorite. I love watching. I can't believe he's still doing it. Oh, hilarious, I can't dude. he's not dead. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. He He's very unhealthy. Uh, speaking of dead, Ralphie May would be my number two. When did Ralphie May die? Years ago. No. Yeah, years ago. No. He's been dead for years. And Dave Chappelle. Ralphie May's dead? Yeah. Heart attack, probably. 
Because he was a large, large man. Oh, he tried. Remember, he's on that show, the celebrity weight loss show. Yeah. And he like failed. He didn't do very well. Twenty uh, seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That. That. I had no idea. I, guess I still see his videos pop up on social media yeah, all the time. Ralphie, Ralphie May was funny. He was hilarious. Uh, and then I will. I only have one back in. Well, actually, yeah, I only have one like mid, and that is Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's milk and cookies bit is one of the funniest. I agree. One of the funniest comic bits ever put together. And milk and cookies. <laughs> What's wrong with your kids these days? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. All right. Okay. Legit. Totally different. Right? Okay. So don't just jump at like your gut reaction. Okay. Okay. Blue collar comedy. Okay. Or the original Kings of Comedy. Okay, so let let me do it like this. I'm going to take the original Kings of Comedy, mm-hmm. okay? But I'm going to kick D.L. Hughley out because I don't think he's funny at all. He and was funny on Comic View, but he just was not. I, Once he got older, it just it lost. I don't think he fit in with Cedric the Entertainer, Steve Harvey, but and he, Bernie Mac. He did back when he was like on Fresh Prince. Okay. And in the 90s, like he fit that same, they were all in the same genre. Right. And just like they all aged well with it and he didn't. Kick him out. Okay. And give me Ron White. Yeah. Tater, give me those three. Salad. Yeah. Give me those three and Tater Salad. And I've got myself, I've got myself a tour. Okay. So making let me ask you millions this. of dollars. Out of the two. So I'm going to go with you on Kings of Comedy. Okay. Who is your t- rank Kings of Comedy four three two one rank blue collar four three two one? Bernie Mac as number one or number four? Number one. Okay. Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey, mm-hmm. Cedric. I'm not even going to list Dale Hughes because I don't think he's funny. But so he's four. So he's last. Uh, original Kings of Comedy, Ron White, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Foxworthy, mm-hmm. not. Larry the Cable Guy. Bill Ingvall. Yeah, Bill Ingvall. And then Larry. Larry the Cable Guy is the D.O. Hughley. So I'm going to go one. one would be Bernie, two Cedric. Okay. Three would be Steve. Steve. And then D.L. Fourth. On the, uh, on the other, I would say Ron White. I actually would put Bill Ingvall He'd... second. He's, he's got some funny stuff, man. I mean, he's funny. But you put but you put Jeff Jeff Foxworthy as number your three in your mid. So you can't do did that. Did I put him in my mid yes, as three? Yeah, did you can't I? Do, okay. yeah, you can't do Jeff that. Jeff Foxworthy then. They're both funny. They're hilarious. I'd say two A, two B. Yeah. Okay. And then four. Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. I would actually if I could change Kings of Comedy. Uh huh. I would actually put and I can't I know it can't be the original Kings of Comedy because right. he was not an original, but he's so god darn funny. <laughs> Patrice O'Neill instead of D.L. Hughley. Yo, he's raunchy though, Dude, man. Dude, he's funny though. Uh, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. I'll give you a couple of dark I'm, horses. I'm not usually a vulgar comedian fan, but yeah. his delivery is just... Delivery. I take that. I got I got to make one asterisk to the current. Okay. Anthony Jeselnik. So I was oh my so I was God. literally about to say I'll give some dark horses for my favorite for right now, and if my mother ever listened to Anthony Jeselnik after I say that I like him, she would disown me because his jokes are 
horrible, but the delivery of them is perfect. He has a joke where he says, like, one of his jokes is like, uh, like something about, like, don't try retelling my jokes. Because you know what like, you know, makes my jokes amazing? My delivery is perfect. Like, he, like, he knows it, too. Yeah. His, what's, what's the worst joke that you can think of when Jessel Nick? The, first, the worst one that I have is it's awful. It's rape, uh, rape jokes. Well, do you have one particular? No, I don't. I, it's the, been so long since I listened. The worst one that I have heard from him that Kid, I just, child rape jokes. He said, um, "He said my girlfriend is uh, not a very religious person, and I recently learned why. When she was a child, her dad nailed a twenty-five pound crucifix above her bed that she had to look at every night, and then all of a sudden it fell out of nowhere." And gave her dad a two-inch gash in the back of his head. Oh no, it's horrible! <laughs> like that's what? horrible. It, 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 and it's his delivery that makes him funny. So, so funny. The 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 jokes themselves make you go, oh, that's terrible. But the delivery of it, like he started his. Uh, I, I was listening to one of his stand-up specials, and he's probably two jokes in, and there were sirens outside. Yeah. And he goes, Yeah. Did you hear that? I'm killing it. Sirens. Because they know I'm in here killing it right now, <laughs> and that's what that's what kept me listening to that one. So I got that one. Uh, man, there was another one we got off on Anthony Jeselnik. I, oh, D. Ray Davis. D. Ray Davis was uh, on Wildin' Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And his stand-up shows are hilarious. Yeah, he was on Shaquille O'Neal's All Star. Mm-hmm. One of those and. Uh, yeah, it was it was from then I became a fan. D. Ray t- Davis. You know, in talking about the comic view, if you had like if you if you can find old episodes online uh-huh. to go back and watch, and Ralphie May was on Comic View. They're, they did fourteen seasons. Uh-huh. So it started, um, you know, back in the nineties. So this is just some of the people that were on it that are like you know from back in the day and also now, um, Bruce Bruce. Yeah, Cheryl Un- Cheryl Underwood. Okay, some more. She was hilarious. Don Curry, D.L. Hughley, Ricky Smiley got yeah. his start on there. Jay Anthony Brown, Cat Williams. These are some of the newer ones. Joe Coy was on there. Joe Coy is hilarious. Joe Coy is so funny. Ronaldo Ray. Okay, was on there. Um, God, there was. Let me see. Let me see if there's any other folks that just jump out. Um, Asian comedians are my favorite, especially when they start making fun of their family in their accents. Yeah. You know, because Joe Coy, yeah, he's got a, a little bit of an accent, but when he starts talking like his mother. Oh, yeah. Just, just that. Got to be in your room, just that. How did we, I, dude, I got to amend my currents. Okay. Um, totally got to, uh, got to change it up. Um, oh my God. Brain fart because I got too excited about him. If you like cl- red, red, white, and brown. Um, Aziz. No, Aziz is funny. No, this guy does. He's got a whole bit about how you can tell the difference between Asian people by their accents, and he does an accent for every one of them. Oh, nice. oh my god! It's uh, Russell Peters. Okay, I've never he's, heard of him. He's but Canadian, and he does this bit about how you can tell the difference between. And he's like he's Indian, but he's right. from Canada. Right. So he does like. His, you know, the Indian, his parents are Indian, so he does, like, the whole Indian parents gig. Yeah. And then he's, like, talks all about how, like, you can tell the difference between, he's, like, if, you know, if, if it's, uh, uh, if they sound like they're chopping, wor- chopping 
their words up while they're like Chinese like that's Vietnamese. How are you doing today? Yeah, like, like, yeah. That, that. And then he said, uh, like with Koreans, they can always tell Koreans it sounds like they're out of breath. And he's like, how uh, are you doing? That's uh? <laughs> like. <laughs> I need you to so, send, send me that guy's I'll, name, dude. Uh, Russell Peters. I'll send it to you. If you so like, funny. if you like basic, clever comedy, Dimitri Martin. Yes, is hilarious. That show he had, yeah, uh, jokes with guitars is the yes. is one of my favorite bits. The fact that he drew everything else, so, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's so perfect. I visited a place today called Futon World. Futon World sounds like a magical place that becomes less comfortable over time. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's the guy? Um, he talks and he does the jokes. He's a very one line guy. It's oh, like Stephen. Um, I don't know. God, this guy. His delivery, he just kind of talks like this. Carlos Mencia used to be my favorite. Until he got called out. Until he got called out by Joe Rogan for stealing George Lopez's jokes. George Lopez is hilarious. No, he's not. Shut up. George Lopez annoys me because of his... His, like, facial expressions and, like, his... his Too too animated? Like, his movements, like... I don't I don't need all that to accompany your joke. Your joke should be funny enough without the accompaniment of a stupid face or, you know, whatever else. Mm-hmm. Now, I do like the George Lopez show. I said I never watched the show. Uh, but watching his stand up, I can't I can't get into it. But I will tell you this. I've watched a lot of stand up shows. This guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. He just, when he tells a joke, he's just so... He's like a Mitch Hedberg. He's like I, a one-liner kind of guy. I've watched a ton of of um, stand-up comedy shows, mm. and there was never really a comedy show that I went, man, this really sucks. This guy is not funny. Live or... No, I'm talking TV? about on TV. Okay. Until I watched a... Nick Cannon stand-up show. He's he's not funny. He is by far the worst show I've ever seen. He was trying so hard to be racist against white people. That's just he was good. trying too hard to make white people jokes. Where Cat Williams or or Kevin Hart, where it just flows. Mm-hmm. He man, this guy was. Tr- you know the worst I've ever seen, and I wanted him to be good because I, I part like small part of me in my heart feels bad for him as a human. Who? And it just was not good, and it was so hard to watch. So, like you ever like this was a live show, uh-huh. and it was hard to watch and like to be in the audience because like you wanted to laugh for him because you like as a collective, we wanted him to be funny. Yeah, who's that? Rob Schneider. Really. He's not yeah, funny. I can see him not being funny. He's not funny. We, we wanted it so bad. We wanted to to know like he didn't he doesn't need Sandler. You, you know, know who is surprisingly good at stand up? Steve O. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Steve O's really? pretty Steve O's pretty funny. Speaking of Steve O, on Amazon app, the uh, Prime or no Paramount. Okay. Paramount app. Paramount Plus. Uh-huh. They just released a new Jackass movie. Oh good. All like with the all the original guys. I'm gonna have to go see it. It's you can watch uh, your television. Right is now. it with all the originals? Because I know they pick they kick well, Bam mine, off. Mine, well, they couldn't do Bam because he was still a drug addict. Yeah. Um. You know all the originals minus you know minus Bam and and, and uh, Ryan. Man, they were tearing. Uh, they were tearing who Amy Schumer up yeah. the other day because of her comments of the. Uh, 
you know, the Will Smith happening yeah, yeah. Uh, at the Oscars or whatever we those were. We're not going to talk about that. No, we're not going to talk about that. But Johnny Knoxville, Steve O, Chris Pontius, Dave England, Aaron McGahee, McGahee, Wee Man, and Preston, and Devon Wilson, uh, Sean McIrney. These are new guys, Zach Holmes. So, yeah, all the original guys except for Jeff Tremaine's on there. So Dimitri's on there. The thing, the thing about it is, it, and I'll go back to Amy Schumer. You know, she made those comments about how triggered she was, and that wasn't, you know, da 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 da. She's irrelevant. And they dug up a video of her at a roast. Okay, mm-hmm. and I understand the point of the roast is to go as hard at somebody as you can. And I have never ever seen a joke at a roast flop as hard as Amy Schumer got up there and was talking to Steve-O talking about, you know, sad news about Ryan Dunn. You know, we wish it was you. Yeah. We wish it was you. And everyone just went and Steve was just sitting there looking at her like, you know, you just ruined yourself. Like that's one of those ones where you like, you don't need to say it. Right. They did enough themselves. Amy Schumer is a great, a piece of trash. And she I, used to be funny. No, she didn't. She's never been funny. You don't I, think so? No. I thought she was funny at one point. Mm-hmm. I think she, her head got too big when she did the movie with... Uh, John Cena? John, no, not John Cena. Um, yeah, it was John Cena. The real life sex scene. There was a movie she did with uh, Bill Hader. Bill uh, Heater. He's funny. It was Trainwreck. And yeah. LeBron James was in that movie. He played the team doctor. I thought John Cena was in that one. I don't know if he wasn't. He may have been. Uh... Underrated, Adam Sandberg. Oh, he's so funny. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Do you know who else is really funny stand-up? Pete Davidson. Yeah. You just don't like him because he's banging Kim Kardashian. I just wish he'd go away. Like, I wish, listen, I wish that whole group would go away. I wish the Kardashians would go away. I wish Kanye would go away. I wish Skeet would go away. I wish all the other sisters would go away. I, I wish I agree with that. Travis Scott and and whatever his girlfriend's name is, mm-hmm. uh, Kylie Jenner or whatever. I wish they would all go away. Like, go, I don't care. Travis Barker can go away. Whoa. whoa Travis whoa. Barker Come can on, go away. Come Get on. out of here. He's not Neil Peart, so shut up. Anyways, dude, we're at an hour and ten minutes. I think we did pretty good filling some time. I think we did pretty good tonight. For a birthday episode for the Highly Unapologetic three-year happy birthday. What are we doing here? We like you. We like who? The audience. We don't love you, but it's pretty close. No, we love you, and we love mothers. Anyways, y'all go like, subscribe, and share. Or don't. Or don't, yeah, I mean... And if you don't, tell us why. And you probably haven't been, and you probably won't tell us why. But even so, go do it. And uh, I would like for, for our listener <laughs> to, 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 tell, to tell me who is, who is the number one boxer of all time, who is the best comedian, and best out of the bracket. Don't even do the damn bracket. Just look at the list and pick your, pick the best. We want to know how right. We want to know how much you agree that everything we said tonight was right. I mean, our opinions are correct on this with with the few uh, that we disagree on. But anyways, y'all go do all those things. Drop it in our inbox. We don't care. And uh, until next time, we will catch y'all later. When I say Brooklyn, stand up. You better just fix your posture. And every hero needs this theme song. So who is
one hit trash. You ain't got a chance, boy. What you think? I'm doing everything but the kitchen sink. I try to be feeling in a neighborhood. I know all the little grannies want to sit there. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.